Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the I second. I was just thinking that myself. This is uh, the Tom Fitzmorris uh, finely sliced voice of your local announcer. And here we are for uh, our program. Second half of the show. Second half of the show, which is uh, we've done. Uh, taken care of the first one. Now we move on to, to the second one. And it, here is what is going down here. This is not something you can, you know what, I'm not sure if you can go into this or not. Um, I'm going to have to get some information on that. You know, was born today, Tom, in 1952? No. Tell me, my Where sister. Where is he? Where is he now? Gerard Maris. Gerard Maris. Uh, yeah. He, he was... Um, He's the one... Was he the one that, that actually brought Mr. Bees into being what Mr. Bees is? Mr. Bees. What was Mr. Bees? Mr. Bees, Tom. You know, come on, quit playing well, with me. You know, I, <laughs> Mr. Bees, the yeah. Mr. Bees. Yes. Um, when Mr. B started 40 years ago, yeah. last year was their 40th anniversary. Mm-hmm. I remember that Chef Buster, Buster, yeah. Buster, Buster, Buster. Bu- uh, yeah, Buster. Name? Somebody will have to. Uh, Chef Buster was the one Chef who Buster. started in the kitchen, right? Yeah. But he, I think you told me at one time that Gerard Maris is the one who that's the actually guy. made it happen there. He did. In, in fact, he was a very friendly, very, very uh, well, he's, adept. He's, uh, he's the Gumbo Yaya guy, right? He, he could have been. I don't know. I think he's the one that did Gumbo Yaya and made it a phenom. Yeah. Well, well any, phenom, anyhow, we anyway. uh, the th- that whole uh, line. Uh, Gerard Maris was born Gerard in 1952. Maris. Yeah, so he is and I are about the same exact age. So yeah, he uh, was the opening chef and taste maker of Ralph's on the Park. Yep. And then he took over the kitchen at. Yeah, uh, he was. You know what? I'm, it's it's coming back to me any second now. He passed away. At no. A, no. I don't think so, Tom. John is here. Let's look into that. John, welcome. Yeah. Hey, thank I you. Think thank so. you. Your, your discussion about the Bonton. Yeah. Uh, reminded me that I recently came to know that the Cypress Restaurant or Restaurant Cypress in Metairie. Yeah also closing is it closed already do you know if it's the same kind of thing that i know you're that i think you're talking about uh it had been no it's i we don't know the answer to that is we don't know and that's news to us so when is it supposed to close 
I don't know. uh, My wife received a Facebook uh, page from the restaurant indicating that they were closing and moving on, but it really didn't give any dates. Ah, well, there you go. Things like that happen all Um, the time. You know, the... um, the guy who started that restaurant was actually a hairdresser. Well, there were several and, and who met that. And his son ran yeah. the restaurant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Could I would be. imagine that the, the hairdresser moved on a long time ago, so maybe the son has just gotten tired of doing it. That's a good restaurant. It is. It always is. has been. Are you regulars there? I, I was, yeah. yeah. And, a- and he was on television a lot. And uh, there was one dish in particular that he created that I thought was really a great idea. And I, I'm just, for the last uh, month, no. For the, uh, Is it a favorite restaurant of yours? Did you really uh, go there a lot? Yeah, I, we, I would go there. go there. We didn't but, go there a lot, but we did enjoy it when we did go. Mm-hmm. And it's close to our house. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was about to say, it must be a neighborhood thing for you. Uh, uh, um, uh, no, wait, what? what, uh, that, what? One, that You know, that restaurant just always sort of flew under the radar, you know? Was it was it busy when you went in there? Oh, yeah, and, and every time we passed by it on Transcontinental, yeah. uh, the parking lot was full. But it, know, it, it didn't have a lot of dining area. You know, it did not. It's kind of kind of small. Yeah, it was small. And you can't make a lot of money off of a restaurant that's small. So after a while, I would imagine you get tired of that. But that's been open for a long time. Yeah. Uh, that is the most. That restaurant has a special memory for me, and it's not it's not a good one. Mm. But I remember Mary Lee was in high school. And we had her future sort of mapped out, but it was really kind of uh, my idea. And she just was at dinner with us that night, and she said, you know, Mom, I don't want to do any of that. And <laughs> Net meaning what? <laughs> what, what, what was net mean? And I will say this. In hindsight, the entire course of our family changed as a result of that, mm. and I don't feel like in a good way. But anyway, um, that that is the one memory that I have of Cyprus. I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you what food was on the table that night or any night that we ever went there. But I will never forget that conversation that took place. That's kind of an interesting. You were pre, you were preoccupied. Yeah, that's you know that's kind of an interesting uh, subject to throw out to people. Hmm. I'm, if you I'm, have I'm an sitting experience here thinking... at a restaurant, either something horrible, like at, at another restaurant, we were informed that one of our son's best friends had had an accident and died. That's a permanent. Mm. I, I call that staining. Like the the restaurant is forever stained in my mind, you know. Mm. And and I mean, the, the, the opposite could be true. You know, you get a phone call saying you won the lottery or, you know, something really great. But. But some kind of experience that you have that you will always associate a particular restaurant in your mind because of something, either bad or good, that happened while you were there. My, do other people have that? My, my recollection of this is that there was a, 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 an adding and subtracting uh, kind of a thing. And what's, what's that dog? Anyway... Uh, it turned out that uh, this made a great thing for uh, e- erasing uh, some of the. I, this forget this. Yeah. I haven't given you a good. Uh, do you yeah. do you know what I'm talking about? Do you have any experiences like that, or do you know uh, anyone yeah, who has? I, I mean, is that something that? Yeah, quite a few times. 
I, I remember in particular for a, for a while there, uh, they uh, put out on the table, uh, you know, 10 or 15 new Eat Club. Well, let's not get into the Eat Club. But anyway, all anyway, right. Anyway, thank you for calling. Thank you for being here. I think, he's, I think we scared him off long yeah, ago. Yeah, I, I think so. I'm, <laughs> and I'm scaring myself, too, when you get down to it. But uh, six zero six three six eight. One of those times. Yes. Yeah. Give give us a call, please. Anyway, it's um, the food show is the name of the program, and we are open for you to call up and tell us for any, business. We're anything for business. you have ever had in your life that uh, you found interesting. Go ahead and call us. Uh, we'd love to hear about this stuff. Tom, guess what? Today yes. is National what? Whole Fish Day. Whole Fish Day. I'm all for whole fish. Yes, you last... get so much great. Um, Taste. Yeah, favorite whole yeah. fish dishes around town. I know Pelican Club's crispy Asian fish is one. Asian fish? The Pelican Club's crispy Asian fish oh. is one of your favorites. We saw a great, um, a great crispy whole fish come out of the kitchen at NOLA last week. Mm-hmm. And we I'm did. trying to think of other places where you would see... Whole fish day. We don't, don't serve whole fish in this country, generally uh, speaking. Well, you did if I you mean, unless were. Unless it's a presentation of a crispy whole if, fish. If you like went that. out and caught fish, you would. I don't think could, so, Tom. No? no. Well, go go take a look. Go. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go out pull and catch a, couple a fish. Of them up and... I'm not going to go catch a fish. But I think that. Um, I think that when people go and catch fish in this country, in the United States of America, it is extremely rare to see fish eyes on your plate unless the restaurant is Asian, mm-hmm. where that's very common, or they are making a particular statement as they are with the crispy whole fish at Pelican Club and at NOLA. And any place else where you see a stand-up crispy whole fish. I hear that Mike has something to tell us. Thank you, Mike. Hello. 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 I would be willing to bet that at some point John Poole stand at La Provence. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I'd take that. That would, that would sound pretty likely, right, when all the years at La Provence was open, that John Poole's got over there at one time or another? Yeah. Oh, wait, you're thinking that... <laughs> What are you saying, Mike? I'm saying that Chris Corgiorgio had quail gumbo on his menu 45 years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he's not. The, um, John Fols is not the only one who does that. Everybody does that. Everybody I, stole that. I have never, I have never seen quail gumbo on another menu other than La Provence. Seriously? Um, I think. Else have you I seen think. It other than Revolution. I think Pat Gallagher does it. No. I think so. Ask him if he's ever done that. Yeah. I know he's, I know he's got gumbo on a menu, but I've never, I, you know, he does quail. He's famous for his quail, but I've never seen it in gumbo. You mean with the exploding boudin coming out or the exploding, um, is it jambalaya well, or boudin coming out? I guess my point is, is that why not attribute that dish to Chris? Because, I mean, he was the originator of that dish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, he is. I mean, what, I don't, I don't know. Warren Larouth once gave him a a, 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 a little special. Uh, 
What I want to oh, know is why yeah. isn't Emerald crediting Tom for his root beer glazed oh, ham? That's well, what um, I want to know. Because <laughs> we're friends. That's how. That's it. That's um, the story. Okay, yeah, no, Tom never on. gets we any can... credit for his root beer glazed ham. Go ahead. What, Mike? We, we can move on from there. The ball talk. Um, they should have done what Yuglovich has did and announced their closing or their selling about three or four months in advance. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the, the truth? That's the they, truth. they could have been packing them in for the last three or four months. <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah, they had a confidentiality agreement, so they, they, couldn't, they couldn't do it. But, um, yeah, that was um, – that's unfortunate because it's really – it, actually, honestly, I was I was expecting that it would be a line around the block, but it wasn't. Now, we did go right before the show, so it was in a time that they would previously have been closed but are staying open, gosh, probably around the clock now. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, have you been there uh, lately? Not lately. Uh, I always thought it was pretty good. You know, you're definitely right when you say it's from another era. It is. It is, I, but there's something charming about that. Yeah. This is the uh, food finally, uh, show. Just, just um, the final, the final thought is: I'm um, okay. in total agreement with you, Marianne, about jumbo either being seafood or being sausage and fowl. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, good. I'm glad we have like some uh, look to don't each like other. Don't like it combined. You know? no. Yeah, I I don't understand it. I did you did you ever have the gumbo at the old Bozos? Oh, who didn't? No, no, I did, but yeah. I heard it was very thin, huh? very. It was, you know what, they're, they went through tons of it, probably, uh, literally, um, but I was never a fan of it. It had a lot of things that I, can, I attribute to a not very good gumbo. Yes, it was thin. That was another thing. Uh, it had okra. That's, that's another thing. Okra, to me, belongs in a seafood gumbo. It does not belong in a chicken andouille gumbo. I mean, I, I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm... I'm a purist. What can I say? Well, another another example where I do not like to blend meat and seafood is in Chinese dishes. Yes. I want it to either be meat or seafood, but I don't want it to be the full happiness that has everything in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because so. it's not so happy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, did you no, make you it? Get, Go ahead. You get, no disti- you get no distinct flavors. It's just like right. a goulash. Exactly. You know? Did you ever make it to Siler Bar? Still haven't made it there. Come on, man. Siler Bar, this is yeah. in Covington, right? Yeah, yes. my wife is real active during yeah. the Mardi Gras season, so ah. we're going to go soon. Okay. You'll have to well, give us okay. a report. Give All us right. a yeah, report. full Take report. Care. Bye. Yeah. 260-6368 is the number. I don't know. I um, I agree with you. You know, Drago's yeah. invented the char-grilled oyster. It's, kind of, it's almost like a copyright thing, you know? You well, have you have a copyright, or you you have a certain amount of time yeah. in the publishing world mm-hmm. or in the arts where you own the rights to fill in the blank. And while we're not talking about things quite so serious or so lucrative here, I wonder if there is a period of time, just sort of by evolution, where you lose your sort of imprimatur copyright on a dish. You know, uh, like everyone's doing char-grilled oysters. Nobody says the original Drago's char-grilled oysters, but everybody's ripped them off. Well, you know it's I mean? kind of hard to actually get some uh, anything that's that widespread 
Uh, I wouldn't count on it. I don't either. think anything is that widespread. <clears throat> I don't think there's any dish that's ever been emulated as much as the Drago's char grilled oyster. Oh, did they ever do that? But I know. boy, it, it worked for them very, well, very yeah, well. But I mean, I, can you think of any dish, any dish <laughs> that has been stolen and reused as much as the char-grilled oysters from Drago's. I can't. I can't. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. If you'd like to get in on this, we would love to have you. WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Hello, it's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris, the one and only. I guess there are some up there. No, there's only one. No, Tom. just the it's one. It's just okay. you. Well, it's great to be here it, with you, it, and it. I just did, and I put that in the corner over there with the with the uh, popcorn and the uh, and the, the uh, whole fish. No, uh, I was thinking about getting the whole fish, but then again, I was taken away by the whole uh, the entire. Uh, um, uh, I keep wanting to say popcorn, but what I really am saying is, um, uh, I'm looking for that wonderful thing called donuts. No, oh. I'm, ju- I'm just kidding about that. That's. <laughs> I, Doug, were you thinking it was halibut? Halibut, uh, yeah, it's. Ha- the I was thinking today. it was halibut for sure, for sure. Oh, well, I fooled you, huh? Hey, Tom, in yes. nomenu.com. What? In, what did in you nomenu.com. Nomenu.com. We are doing a yeah. 33 best seafood, as you know, because yeah. you wrote it. And you have that oysters are, of course, your favorite seafood. This yeah. is just for Lent. Yeah. Oysters are your, of your favorite seafood. And mm-hmm. um, yes, 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 yes. Pompano, Pompano is your favorite fish. It's my favorite fish, uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but you know, um, most people, I think, and I, I could be wrong because you know, everybody thinks everybody thinks like them, but it seems to me that everyone else's favorite fish mm-hmm. is speckled trout. Am I wrong about that, or do you think it's um, red snapper? No, I, I think red snapper is the better of the two uh, birds that you were talking well, about. Well, I think, I think speckled trout is a milder fish. Maybe that's it. it. Yeah, I, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll buy that. That's what it is. I'll buy that. I'm the person who would have contributed to the survey that made McDonald's create the fish fillet because it doesn't taste like fish. That's me. I love cod. I love haddock. Yeah. I love the mild white fish. So speckled trout really works for mm-hmm. me. But I think speckled trout works for a lot of people. I think it it's does. a very popular fish. Uh, in that level, I, I would go for the uh, red. Okay, uh, so of these fish, yeah. pompano's your red number fish. one. Yeah. Pompano's your number one. Um, Then, in order of preference for you, speckled trout, redfish, or red snapper? Yeah. In what order would those be? Oh, any order you want. I mean, there's really not much of a difference there. I mean, they're both very, very good, but uh, there's not that great a difference, in my opinion. Really? In all of those? Is, do, I well, wouldn't I mean, say that... I don't think there's that much difference between redfish and red snapper, but I think there's a yeah. big difference between redfish and speckled trout, oh, no? Y- yeah. Yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd I say that, but it's not a... kind of a sweet fish. It's not a big enough uh, difference to for me to get it. But if you like the idea, no, I, I wouldn't, just, I I wouldn't knock curious. you back about it because it's, it's totally a good fish. Okay, so it appears that we have nothing but... 
a buffet full of banana pudding with vanilla wafers. <clears throat> Where'd I you get those? I have the following questions out there, none of which are getting any kind of traction at all. Mm. Number one is yeah. seafood yeah. or chicken andouille. Well, actually, that's not true. Mike, Michael, I mean, Mike weighed in on that, so we did have one call on that. Chicken andouille or seafood gumbo, mm -hmm. if you had to choose. Yeah. Who's got a great whole fish out there? A whole fish is a great whole if, fish. If it is available, I am the guy who will do all I can to catch it and bring it home and cook it. Tom, have you ever, huh? <laughs> have you ever caught a fish in your life? Have I ever caught a? F yeah. Really? Oh, sure. Tom, I I find it really in Boy an Scouts. impossible thing to think it was that in you Boy Scouts. caught a fish. Uh, the, the, Tom. What? You were not a Boy Scout. You were a my son were, was. I know you were a Boy Scout when Jude was a Boy Scout. So I was around for that. I I find it hard <laughs> to believe that you ever caught a fish. That's true. I don't. I, well, I'm going to have to ask luck. Jude. I'm going to have to ask Jude if you ever caught a fish because I can't quite picture that. There was that Pompano gigging thing. Pompano gibbing thing. Gigging. When gigging. You, when you gigged your foot, for, flounder. The flounder uh -huh. gigging. I love flounder. Yeah. Remember the story you told about gigging for flounder, but you gigged your foot? No. <laughs> I don't. What's Maybe it about? you were just making that up. <laughs> What's it about? <laughs> to give me something to laugh at you for. 260-6368 is the number. If you would like to join our little Gabby Fest about food, that's what it's always about. That's what it's about today. We started off the show with a lengthy... And enthusiastic, and if I do say so myself, rather philosophical report on mm. our lunch at the Bonton. Well, that's good news. More, there's much more to be said about this, and I'm going to write a long piece. Tom and I are collaborating on the piece about the Bonton, because Tom has a lot of memories about the Bonton, and I have a lot of thoughts about the Bonton, as a relic of the past existing in 2020 America, where everything's got to be hip and cool and a twist on everything. And this is just food like you would have at home in 1949, except you wanted to go out. And so you went and got the same kind of food that you could cook yourself, but you were with people and it was a social engagement. Yeah. And the food was just plain good. Well, Simple, th that's what I'd expect, good too. good food. That's nothing great. Nothing cool, nothing hip, nothing fused. It was just good food. Yep. Sounds good to me. When the Bonton closes its doors for the last time, probably at midnight on Saturday morning... Yep, could ha that, that could happen. I hear that there's some away. people who are trying to to make Period. that happen. That goes away. Yeah, and because even even if Jerry Birnbaum from across the street, the owner of the Chop House, who is in love with New Orleans and incredibly successful, and essentially when you get it's like we ran into the Cafe Beignet guys over there, and they did a similar thing. The Cafe Beignet guys, and Tom was very upset about this, took the old coffee pot, one of your favorites, Tom. Yeah. 
Did you want to interject some sad stuff about uh, the coffee what, pot? You tell me, because I don't know which one you're talking about. The old coffee pot. The old coffee pot. Where you spent oh, so much time in the 70s. Yep. That was uh, really a, a great loss for the people who hung out around there and, and had lots of friends. And uh, there were some motions and some uh, some of just about everything and uh, at the end of any time, uh, whether that be in the midday or afternoon or at night, uh, there were lots of people doing lots of it things. It was like the Cheers bar where everybody knows your name. You could walk in and everybody knew your name because there you they go. were all neighborhood people. That's anyway, it. Tom was very upset when the coffee pot closed. But the truth of the matter was that the owner of the business, who was a young guy, yeah. Just did not have the money to put into a building that old that needed that much work. Well, you know, what do you do if when you have a French so quarter? Which you can, yeah, uh, yeah. This is going to be very difficult to. Uh, so the register. best you can hope for is what has happened in each of these cases. The the people who bought. The coffee pot mm -hmm. are New Orleanians. They have a thriving business. Yeah. They love the city. They loved the coffee pot. They love beignets. They bought it. Yes, they've changed it, but they've kept the spirit of it, and it goes on. Not exactly, but it goes on. And mm -hmm. that's what's going to happen here. Well, uh, do you not like it, or spirit, you? Or you no, no, do I'm it. all for it because okay. because there's no other choice, Tom. At a certain point, you get to the point where there isn't the money to make it happen. Oh, I'm you know? sure I know about that. So, so you have to go with the best offer that happens. And so, in the case of in the case of Pascal's Manali, yeah. it was someone who worked there. Who knew the family? Who knew the ethos of the of the restaurant, and had a lot of money backing him up? It was a good offer. It trans. It they made the transition. Well, good for them. And the same thing is going on here, where it was a good offer. He's got the money. Let's see how much of the spirit of the Bonton he can and will preserve. But it sounded to me that, that I think there's definitely going to be some sensitivity there. So fingers crossed it might be another great solution to a problem like what happened with Manali's. Although that wasn't a solution to the problem. They just were, you know, ready to sell. But in this case, you know, it was a health thing and they, they, they needed to. So so it, it, fingers crossed. I think there's. Uh, I, I feel totally different about it than when I went in there earlier because I think that um, I have a better understanding of what transpired now. All right, let's talk about some two six zero six three six eight. Let's talk about uh, some dishes and other things that have come out uh, in the last few days, uh, or probably more than a few. Uh, and just talk about what's out there or what's n right in front of you in, in, in Tom, case. what is spec? Spec is a kind. Do you know? Uh, let's see if I can get this uh, squared away. It's a. It's a. Uh, it's the same kind of ham 
that is used in mostly in uh, Europe, and it takes the the fam uh, the uh, the the uh, uh, consistency. The con- consistency is one thing about it, but what would happen is that this would uh, kind of get wibbled out and. It got away. It's a smoked ham. And it's a smoked It's German ha- and ham. Italian. Right. And it's mm-hmm. not, uh, yeah, because the Italians, um, they they like to just use it plain, but this is, uh, it does have uh, smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a salt-cured product. It would be a member of the charcuterie family. You know ah. what Betchu has spec? can almost guarantee, speaking of hip places, yeah. Um, Piece of meat butcher. Piece of meat butcher. That's a great. Hmm. It kind of just tells it like it is, right? Yeah, Piece it's, of meat got a, got butcher. A, a funny one there, yeah. Yes. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back to 6368. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. I, I was actually looking uh, in, uh, I have a stack of, of books. I have my cookbook, and I also had here uh, a book I wrote. In uh, 1990, I think it was uh, called. Um, what was that? The the. I can't remember what we called it. It's it's and it just came out uh, 20 years ago. Okay. Well. Well, anyway, uh, it's in there somewhere. But uh, someone asked me for the name of some sort of a. a Pecan or something, and uh, I knew all of this except that I couldn't find the name of it, and you know how okay, that goes. Well, yeah. All right. All so right. off to something else. We were talking about Spec, which was Spec, a member of the charcuterie spectrum. Yeah. There you go. And uh, do you like it? Uh, yeah, I I think. What uh, would you like it to? The something that we know. Uh what? Say that again. What would you say you? would liken it to uh, along the lines of something uh-huh. that we would be familiar with? Uh, I would like to have maybe a couple or three or four copies of uh, my cook. Uh, actually, this is my restaurant guidebook. Yeah, Tom, I'm talking about yeah. the charcuterie world. Is the a charcuterie. spec more like bologna? Is it more like... Maloney? What's to say see ham? Yeah. Is it more like, uh, <clears throat> let's say, Parma or prosciutto? Par- all, yeah, same category. What is, what is spec like? It's like, uh, uh, again, I tell you, like when you eat a piece of uh, ham right out of the deli department. Okay, so like like a chassisi ham right out of the deli. Yeah, except that it's... It, is it that kind <clears throat> of um, softness? Because yeah. it seems to me like it would be kind of hard. No, it's yeah. not like a hard, like a salami? Yes, it's not it, like it that. is. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and what sort of spices that are in there in the flavor profile like a ham is kind of mild uh-huh. it's just salt i've seen so, that a few times i can't say i like it and i give it back what spec yeah 
Uh-huh. I I don't really like it that much. Uh, no? No, but it, it's not horrible either. Like, I don't like prosciutto. Well, I, prosciutto I know. Prosciutto is stringy to me. I, I seem to recall you actually told me that on this radio show. Uh, I've told you, you that a million times. I know. On and, and off this radio this show. But I'm glad you remembered. That's I, good. I, I told you about <laughs> it, and now That's very good. You know, I gave you what you wanted, and now. Okay, so prosciutto I don't like. Yeah. But Parma ham. Parma. I do like. Yeah, uh, Parma is a, uh, a. It's a different consistency. It's, it's it not. Is. It's it, not that stringy, yeah. thin, rubbery is, kind of thing that prosciutto is. It is very thin. It has very little uh, of the. Uh, Seems like it has a little, very little water in it to me. Very little, but not. Uh, you know, you couldn't take that off as a problem. <laughs> what the. I tell you what. Now the difference between speck and prosciutto is very, very, very Wait, slim. Is that the oracle music? You got to be kidding, Doug. Huh? Hey. Yeah, that's I'm what not, I got. We're not giving you a hand after you do your oracle thing. Go ahead. Huh? What? Okay. The speck and prosciutto very, very similar. They start out the same way. Speck, however, is smoked, ah. <laughs> where prosciutto is not. Okay. So speck is just like prosciutto in that it's stringy and elasticy and blah. Okay. That's the way I, I mean, I don't know where you get your prosciutto, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've never had any of that that you've been speaking of. <laughs> well, you know, Doug, that does go along with what you said about me, which is every time we do the show, I like a few things less. Yes, you do. So we'll knock off the speck and prosciutto now, and that's off the list. <laughs> but Parma ham's still on. Yep. And Chassasi ham is still on. Oh, yes, indeed. It's great. Okay. I have to... I have to See, I don't think I like a barico ham either. Who? Spanish ham. Hmm, Spanish ham. I don't think I've ever heard of that. What is it? Spanish H-A-M. Ham? Ham. Spanish ham. Iberico. Spanish ham. Two six zero six three six eight. Stephen, it's time for you to call. I guess so. I'm making a special invitation to Stephen to call because it is, after all, his time wink wink to call <laughs> oh my goodness is it any wonder that i wake up with a with a pounding headache in the morning <laughs> it's not my fault <laughs> all right so i was throwing out the subject back to our banana pudding dishes crispy whole fish does anyone there must be some more crispy whole fishes in town I mean, I know, I know the Asian one at the Pelican Club is better. I have not had the one that I saw at NOLA going to a table last week, though. I have to go back and get that. Yeah. I have to, I have to go back on my daughter's Mediterranean diet after tomorrow, see? All right. <sighs> gosh, the life mm. of a, a professional eater. Oh, gosh. You know, <laughs> Tom, how did you do it for 38 years? And uh, I don't think I ever Actually, will. 40-some-odd years. Mm. I mean, I didn't have to start eating like this until about a year ago, and I'm telling you what, it uh, makes a difference. There's something very specific I need to tell you. <laughs> I know. We all know what four, it is. Four, 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 <laughs> four, two. Doug, where's that, where's that round of applause? That's what we need. We need the round of applause. Oh, goodness. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. <laughs> Oh, Lord, please help me. We need calls. 260-6368. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah <sighs> that's true. 
Uh, this is the food show. Two six zero six three six. No, tell me what is what's... the birthday yeah. of Vivaldi. Antonio Vivaldi, Vivaldi in sixteen seventy eight. Sixteen seventy eight. What kind of mm. things do you think a guy like Vivaldi <laughs> ate before one of his concerts? Mm. Gosh, I can't say I know the answer to that. I'm not exactly a, that deep. A, a, Do you know that The Four Seasons yeah. is one of the most often heard pieces of background music in restaurants? Yeah. I never hear it. I never hear classical music anywhere no? in the background except at Fresh Market, which is too bad because I love classical music. Uh, you know what I do hear, though? No, tell us. In restaurants that I do love. Yeah, what? Sinatra. Sinatra. What's that your favorite? That was another thing about Nola the other night that I loved. I loved the music that we're playing that was playing in the background. I don't usually notice music in no. restaurants unless I don't like it. Well, we'll have to work on that. I mean, uh, well, uh, except Sinatra, I do notice because I really mm. do like it. But uh, but so I've been I. noticing a lot more Sinatra. People want to know why I like to go to California so much. Out the, at their outdoor malls, Sinatra plays in the background. Now that's classy. I'll say you're right. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We today was the. Um, I don't think. Oh, you, you know, you're right, though, Tom. Yeah. I do think this was most often heard in restaurants. The song that is most often heard in restaurants. What do you think that is, folks? Hmm. The song that is most often heard in restaurants. Think about that for oh, a minute. Oh, I know. I know the answer to that. That's don't uh, give it away. Oh, okay. Don't give it away. Well, this is a different one. You want one from me? Or do you? Would you rather? No, I guess You're going to do it. So go ahead. You might as well just do it. What Night is... and day. <laughs> no, that's not it, Tom. That's, Think yes, about it, it, folks. <clears throat> what is the song most often heard in restaurants in your experience and everyone else's? And it doesn't matter what kind of restaurant across the board... We have Jerry on the, the phone. Song Maybe he knows. Heard in restaurants. Let's go to Jerry. Jerry, come on in. Hey guys, now it's not Steve, but yeah. I, I'm not, I can't do what Steve does. But I will tell you this: um, the Brunings restaurant served a whole flounder. I want to say who at one time. Oh, Brunings. Oh yeah, Brunings. they did. They they did Br- yeah, Brunings was famous re- for that. I don't remember the eyes yeah. being on the fish, <laughs> but. I did get a, I did get a whole flounder once, and it really was good. It is good, and but they didn't have the eyes in it. They didn't. Uh, Doug, what did you say was the other one, or was that no. you? No, no, Furies, Fury. Furies. No. Yeah, and Fury. and then um, there was another one. There was a restaurant called Barisev's. Do you all remember Barisev's? It was yeah, a sure. Restaurant, and I think it was on the Gulf Coast, and mm. I, I thought it was like Gulfport or. Anyhow, Wait, are you talking about the... Barisev's or Vrazel? Well, both. Yeah, okay. Vrazel is the old Angelo's Spaghetti House. If I yeah, yeah, oh, that, is that right? right? Really? The uh, the, oh. the 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 uh, pickups and deliveries uh, in Vrazel's. Vrazel, yeah. yeah. Was was yeah, a well, spaghetti I, house at one as a, time? As a kid, as a kid, we used to go to the Gulf Coast. 
and I remember that oak tree. There was a big oak tree yeah, yeah. in the middle of, of the restaurant, yeah. and, and it was Angelo's. When we, that was a treat, a real treat. I didn't treat. know that. Huh. Yeah. If, if you look back in the history, and it was great. And mm. I think one of the hurricanes yeah. took it out. Casualty, yeah. another casualty. Yeah. Yeah, but when it comes to whole fish, that's the only place, those two places, Barisev's and Burning's, that I can remember. And I am with you on the gumbo. The gumbo has to be the chicken and sausage or seafood, but it can't be both. Yes. Yeah, I said we would. We're purists. We would uh, get to this tonight. So what is... Two calls. This is a record. Go ahead. Uh, And this is about what do you want out of your... Jerry, I'm going to ask Jerry for yeah. what is the song? Take a swing at that, Jerry. What is the song most often heard in restaurants, yeah. regardless of genre of restaurant? Okay, the song that I hear most in restaurants. Yeah. Wow, that is going to be It's tough. so simple. When I say it, you're going to laugh. Um, you're, I'm sure you're right. Uh, let me give it, let me know, give you another hint. It's not playing in the background. It's sung. Huh? Oh, would it be in an Italian song in an Italian restaurant? It's in all kinds of restaurants. Oh, so brother. obvious. I'm never good at these things. Um. <laughs> well, let me tell you what, Jerry. I'm not going to get you as a guest host in my place ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we'll probably both be better off of that, I guarantee you. you know? No, I can't remember. But I did want to say, you know, that, that, that I do and I do love the show, but that, that we're trying to figure out this, this, this fish, whole fish thing, and I can't. I'm like you. I can't remember too many places that that that, that will serve them. Yeah, you when know? you're when you're up against the wall and you got to think of something, it makes it a lot harder. Well, and I'm up against the wall and I can't think. Well, of you know, what? are you going to tell us? Are you going to tell us what it is? <laughs> uh, the the song. Yeah, I'm go- I'm going to at the top of the hour, but I want to get some guesses in here. Think about it, folks. You're going to laugh okay. because it's so obvious. Well, yeah, mm. I'll be listening. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Thanks. All right, take care, Jerry. All right, Bye. hang on. We are getting towards the end here. Eight. If you would like to take a guess at this, what is the most often heard restaurant in, and not often heard restaurant, often heard song in mm. any restaurant right. of any kind? Okay. You have an answer? It's usually sung with a big production. I'm starting to oh. really give it away now. <clears throat> anyway, uh, let's see. I'm going to go through the rest of the almanac, which is no longer available except as, as a subscription thing, as the evolution of no menu changes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> let's see. Uh, you know what? This is mostly just about people that are here. But you know what? I, I wanted to ask about uh, Vivaldi. I'm thinking about Vivaldi in the 1600s. Imagine, I, I, whenever I read anything about people. Let me tell you about Vivaldi's favorite dish. What was it? Good. It is rice and peas, as a matter of fact. No, come on. No, that's what it was. Yep. What? 
Yes, rice and peas was his favorite dish. Was now that we, when he was playing in the Caribbean? What? Rice and peas is what he liked. Okay. <laughs> hey, the give the, you know, speaks. give me my rice and peas, please. The Oracle speaks. Yes. I guess. Now we have Cindy on the phone All right, right now. All right, let's go to Cindy. Hi. Hey. Hey. Hello? Come on in. Yeah. Okay. Um, the number one song is "Happy Birthday." Yes. Yes. Now, did you know and that, or did you have to go through the clues? No, I heard I heard it on Tom's show maybe 20 years ago. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> but anyway, um, whole fried fish at Grigory on Magazine. Oh, I'll bet you that is great. I've not had it, but that place is great. Yeah, yeah, it really is great. It really is. It really Love is. it. But anyway, it's my first time calling. Um, my husband and I retired, so every day at 3 o'clock now we turn on your show. And um, good we, heavens, why? Like bicker along with you. We bicker along with you, and scream okay. at the you know the answers and stuff. So yes, yes. Y'all, well, y'all yeah. are very entertaining. We enjoy every minute. Oh, thank so you so much. Keep up the good work. Oh wow. Okay. okay. I needed. You know what? I needed to hear that today, Cindy. Thank you. <laughs> Believe me, I I can relate. But I know y'all are great. Thank you so much for taking care of the thank old you. people. Thank you. That was really, really <laughs> bye sweet. Bye. Bye. All right. Yeah, all right is right. And we're we're about zero. at the end of our program for today. Three, well, no, we're not. We'll not always really. do another one. What? Not really. We've got another six minutes. Well, if you want let's to, let's just sit here in silence and see what happens. Yeah, let's let's do that. <laughs> Gumbo cookoff tonight, folks. Gumbo cookoff. Cookoff. Did you... we ever? If you have Marianne, talk into the microphone. A ticket. If you have okay. not purchased a ticket to the Gumbo Cookoff, it is available at the door for a mere thirty-five dollars. And we are talking serious gumbos here from the likes of Link, Donald Link, and John Fulth, and uh, the Windsor Court, who has a Russian chef whose name I couldn't possibly pronounce in the kitchen right now, and about. 10 others of which Tom will be judging. There will be desserts. There are table decoration contests. It's a fun evening. It's at the Royal Sinesta beginning at 6 p.m. The United Way 20th Annual Gumbo Cook-Off. All right, I've got just a few more minutes. I'm going to give this recipe out again. If anyone missed the ingredients the last time, this is my new favorite dressing which I have not had in a long time and had it today at the Bonton Cafe. <clears throat> it is an old-fashioned dressing, but it's really, really good, as all of the food was, old-fashioned, simple, but good. So this is the Bonton House Salad Dressing, which contains horseradish, which I tasted immediately. I'm, I'm getting to be a huge fan of horseradish. One egg three tablespoons of Creole mustard. Wait, we have a caller? What's, okay. Yes, we have a Bob. <laughs> All right, let's go to a call real quick. Hey, guys, I just wanted to get in before the end of the show. I don't know if you've discussed this before, but the closure of restaurant Cyprus. Yes. Cyprus? I was, I was very sad to hear about that. Yes. Where is yes. Cyprus? In Metairie. That's the one right across from, well, kind of around Vincent's. On 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 uh, transcontinental. Transcontinental. Oh, yeah. just it's right next. It's right next to. Uh, it's right across from um, uh, Basil's Ace Hardware. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Has it has it happened yet? 
That's it has true. happened. Okay. And uh, I'm very sad about that. Yeah, it was a good restaurant, but you know, it always flew under the radar. And people just get tired. The restaurant business is a hard business, all time consuming, you know? Well, you know, they had a little notice on their website to, uh, and they sent out an email to regular customers. And it, that, that's the way it sounded. It sounded like they were still successful, and every time yeah. we went in, there was a crowd. Yeah. But they just sounded tired. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wears on you, you know, it does. It so, does, but yeah, we really enjoyed is... it. It was a great restaurant in its day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the Bonton closing, that's very upsetting. Well, <clears throat> it's, uh, yeah, uh, there's been a lot of turnover in the Grand Dames this year, you know? Nobody <laughs> wanted to yeah. get rid of that, but it was one that, uh, in some ways, it's kind of it was kind of hard to keep track of it. Be happy for the Pierces; they uh, they needed out, and um, and so well, they deserve it because it was just a one of a kind place. It is, yeah. a, it and, is you know, a it was, one it was, of a kind was, place. Yes, it, yeah. it made me think of what lunch must have been like in 1962 <laughs> in New Orleans. I know, I know. You know, I with mean, the tablecloths and the ladies in the white and yes. everybody having a cocktail. Yeah, what are those ladies going to do? I mean, they're one of a kind too. You know. It's, well, they're it, such professionals, they could go anywhere they want. Well, yeah, they could, but, you know, I don't know that they would. It's like, you've done this. There was a woman that we talked to today who's done it for, like, 50 years. I mean, where do you go if that's like Lazone at Brennan's when it closed? Lazone right. is Just one of a kind. High, he's living the high life. He doesn't need to go back to work. He's totally retired and loving it, you know? So. Well, I am going to go uh, either tomorrow or Friday for my last lunch at, at the bond. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people waiting for you there, so uh, you pay, have have some patience. Uh, they are yeah. packing them. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's yeah. good. All right, yeah. thanks for calling. Yeah, Real quick, should. I'm going to go thanks, through this. Guys. Three tablespoons of Creole mustard, a teaspoon each of salt, black pepper, Tabasco sauce, and chopped garlic. Mm-hmm. Three tablespoons of Worcestershire. Four tablespoons of Parmesan cheese, two t- two teaspoons of horseradish, a third of a cup of dark vinegar, and a cup of olive oil. Mix everything but the olive oil. Whisk it vigorously, then add the olive oil. Whisk that vigorously, yep. and it is delicious. The well, banton salad uh, dressing for the thank, house. Thank you Good for night, that. Good night, everyone. See you at the Talk Gumbo to, Festival yeah. or Gumbo Cook-Off. There you are. WWL 105.3 FM HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.